listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Rod, Rod, and Timmy, they want to get some. But I'm the king, so yo, you know the outcome. Another victory. They can't get with me. So pick a VC date because you're history. I'm the authentic poet to get lyrical. For you to beat me, it's going to take a miracle. Ha 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 ha. Welcome to the Black Guy With Us podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we are in the house on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Football playoff Sunday morning. Yes, sir. Which means this is the best time to be on Black Twitter, man. This is. You know, this is the sacrifice we give up for y'all, man. This is the this is when somebody normally says something ignorant, and then everybody goes in on them. But right. we're working. But it's a pleasure to be working today because yes, uh, we have somebody that uh, I want to say I've been following on Twitter for a long time, been aware of for a long time, um, but we've never had on the show before. Mm-hmm. Um, and why is that? Y- you know what, man? Uh, I really mm-hmm. a lot of times mm-hmm. feel like sometimes i think other i think people are a bigger deal and we're a smaller deal than we really are because we're not you need to shoot your shot rod i know it happens it happens to me too like sometimes people will be like man i I wanted you to do so and so and i'm like why didn't you just ask and you know i fall victim to it myself you know so sometimes when you look up to people and you have a lot of respect for them you you know you just you, you make them bigger in your head than they have to be so um but it's raining april from twitter or april uh as i call it in my head um you know as friends you know as people that have followed each other on twitter for a while now you know um i feel like that uh all those that's that's a relationship so uh it's good to be able to finally oh. have it in person to solidify uh but it's our girl raina april how you doing I am fantastic. Thank you for finally having me on your show. I am very happy to be here with you and Karen today. Thank you. Um, you know, um, people might, uh, you know, obviously know her from Twitter. You might know her from the hashtag Oscar So White, which completely blew up. And, uh, which, I mean, apropos of that, I mean, uh, Oscars are coming up this week. Mm-hmm so i mean you know i'm expecting to see a lot of uh, negroes up in the um in, in the selections and stuff you know i haven't even looked i don't feel like i don't even need to look because obviously they got the message from the hashtag right <laughs> um yeah in theory that would be fantastic i mean we know that chris rock is going to be hosting this year uh so i think they they put him out front purposefully which yep. you know i'm happy about because i think he's going to be a great host and mm-hmm. you know his his commentary and his jokes are always very timely uh and you know very politically astute uh but i don't have a lot of hope yet again for the nominations themselves so we'll just have to see and it's not because there isn't quality work that has been done uh, this past year, um, but there hasn't really been a change in the Oscars process, and right. so that means that there probably won't be um, much difference than it has been in previous years, and that's disappointing. Mm. Now, are you are you like a big movie like fan? Like, is that something that you've always kind of grown up like looking at, like, or, or even just award shows for like the Oscars and stuff? Have you always grown up with a uh, like an eye on that? I have. You know, I'm old. So, you know, I've been watching the Oscars for a really long time. And there's something about the pageantry 
about it all, you know, and seeing all of your favorite actors and actresses get all gussied up in their pretty dresses and their fancy tuxedos. So I watched year after year after year, and now um, that it's, you know, I remember the Oscars when it was just the show, and then it became, you know, three hours of red carpet premieres and all that, and I watch it all. And, you know, and, and we uh, rag on folks on Twitter whose outfits are challenged, uh, and maybe, you know, they should have taken a little bit more thought in deciding what they should wear or, you know, <laughs> undergarments and support garments are a thing. You know, so there's there's all of that. Uh, you know, and we talk about that on, on Twitter every year, and that's fantastic. So I have been watching. It's only, um, you know, in the last couple of years that I've been really um, concerned with the lack of inclusion and diversity in the Oscars, and not just the Oscars. You know, right. we can talk about... Um, the Tonys, the Emmys, the Grammys, all of them, all of the shows. And that's why I think it's so important that we continue to support those award shows that feature and highlight us. You know, so the BET Award Show and, you know, the Soul Train Music Awards and, um, you know, all of the shows, the NAACP Image Awards, uh, the ALMA Awards, all of the shows that really focus on the achievements of people of color over the previous year. I think those are very important, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. And I think for me, um, what you said is one reason why I don't watch a lot of the standard award shows. I don't even get excited. I'd be like, well, I can go always go do something else because I've always felt like it was white people <coughs> praising white people for doing white people shit. And if they think about you as a second thought or if they feel like it's time the Negroes or, or the brown people are complaining and we haven't nominated them for, you know, for nothing that they ain't went one in a in a few years. Like every now and then we will hand you a bone. But it's just one of those things where to me as a black person frustrating. And for me, I know I love the BET Awards and all the other awards you talked about that. I look forward to those because they're going to be stuff that i watch and i enjoy and people that look like me and even people that don't look like me that's the thing a lot of times we'll include other races and even white people but it's for some reason when it's reversed we're we're uh afterthought but when our shit comes we'll include you because we like white shit you know right and, but for some right. reason when it's it's like they don't even take their time because in particular blackish blackish was one of the best shows on television but when it comes to nomination time a lot of the right critics don't watch this show if you ask them they know nothing about the show and it's just one of those things where people like me pay attention to that and people like me watch that stuff and when we do win people like me and particularly a black woman pay attention to how we treat it you know when you talk about viola davis and stuff like that i go oh okay now it's a problem you know when the other white lady got up there and was like well y'all need to help us too you know everybody was like well, go yeah go girl go and clap their hands and shit right. but when somebody else came up there was like hey dog you know um i'm trying to strive just like everybody else and i'm constantly left behind and everybody go oh why you gotta bring race up in this shit when at the end of the day everything we do just about is about race yeah she was being divisive for acknowledging she was the first black woman up on that stage come on now and, but yeah patricia arquette got on there and said gay people black people and or people of color and women and women need to all support you know white women uh in helping them get their, their monetary equality so yeah it's definitely uh a thing i used to feel a lot like that too where i was like i don't even pay attention to these awards mm -hmm. because i felt like we weren't being served there but right. i feel like in the last few years i kind of had a, a different view which is that why shouldn't we want 
to be on the stage because I like do. like i don't want to be uh admit defeat there because at the same time we can't say well we want inclusion well we didn't get it all right we give up because in in a lot of ways those are the images that do matter to people those are right. the things that inspire the next actor or actress or director or producer or whatever uh because there's some black kid watching that shit going through the same feelings i had when i was watching it and going why are the where are the brown people where's the things i like well, i enjoyed these movies i saw these other movies and i still enjoyed you know these black movies i still enjoy you know these movies uh from different parts of the, of the world and stuff and i'm not seeing a rep it represented here so i do feel like you know the hashtag oscar so white was important the discussion around it was important mm-hmm. because it's the only way you're gonna like get any progress is you have to actually put the spotlight on them and the onus on them and go what's going on with this right and you know one of the critiques that i got with respect to the hashtag was um well why are we so interested in the white gaze you know why do you care about the oscars when we also have these you know these quote-unquote black shows that highlight our achievements and, you know, I, I take that point well, but, mm-hmm. you know, the Oscars is still considered the pinnacle, right? right? You know, and, and, and until that changes, until the NAACP awards and, you know, the other awards that we have are seen on the same footing, um, then it still is important right. for people of color to be, you know, in marginalized communities to be recognized on that stage. You know, and so, but I don't think it has to be mutually exclusive. Um, and when we talk about it, it's not just about the Oscars. You know, Cheryl Boone Isaacs, who's a black woman, who's the president of the Academy, um, who was just reelected, actually, you know, said, you know, the Oscars, we can only do so much. Mm-hmm. And I get that because really the decisions that are being made happen in the boardroom of, you know, the huge studios in determining, you know, when you're, you know, I thought, for example, Birdman, which was a huge movie last year and won Oscars in 2015, you know, and that one starred Michael Keaton and he was great in that role. Right. But the question I have is, you know, was Andy Garcia uh, you know, called to audition for that was Ken Watanabe because it wasn't, it was about sort of a washed up actor, right? right? And who can't play a wash, you know, why does it have to be a white man playing a washed up actor? It could have been anyone, you know, obviously with Denzel, but there are other people, other right. communities too that could have, and that's the question, you know, let's level the playing field because affirmative action is supposed to be put your best out there and then choose. So if we're talking about this year, you know, I would love to see Ryan Coogler get a nomination as Best Director for Creed. And if you, and if you, the Academy members, have watched all eight or ten or whatever number they decide, all of the nominee, all of the nominees, um, for Best Director, you've watched their films and you decide that Ryan is not your favorite or what have you, then that's fine. But let's make sure that he is in there and other, uh, actors and actresses and directors and photographers and screenwriters and all the rest of them let's make sure that they're also in there from the jump and let's require you to watch the films because they're not even required exactly and And that's the issue too that's another thing too is the reason another reason i think the focus on the oscars matters is because the financial impact of these decisions is often like it trickles through hollywood and it creates careers Mm -hmm. 
and it also destroys careers so it's like if you make uh, a film that you know is regarded mostly by fans and people who go see all these movies as one of the top movies of the year but it's not reflected in the awards then it's almost like you know when studios make their financial decisions like well why would we want to get this guy a shot you know it's not we're not gonna get the acclaim that 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 he feels he deserves or she feels she deserves or the audience feels they deserve we might as well just go with a low budget white film again and hope we can get one of these another one of these independent type nominations which happens a lot is because it's not even about the money at the end of the day um when it comes to the actual awards like people will be like well you know selma didn't make that much money and you're like well did birdman make a lot of money did, did, did right. you know does does it have does um was it uh 12 years uh, a boy what was the name of that? boyhood there you go um <laughs> does that movie make a lot of money or you know like is is that even a requirement to to like something artistically and it's not supposed to be but then when you look at those directors and the projects they choose and what they get to do with the rest of their careers it's career making so it's like I do want to see Ryan Coogler get get nominated. I want to see him fucking win, to be honest. But I want to see him get nominated because then he can go do anything he wants. And I think that's more right. important than you know. That's that's the, the soft bigotry of it all is you don't win, and then it's kind of like yeah, well, let's just not take a shot on his next film, you know? Right, and and we see it go both ways. You know, it seems like there's sort of you know which video game is it that when you get put on the cover like you jinx. Uh, it seems like that's sort of the way it is for some um, of the black actors and actresses. Like, look at Holly Berry. Mm-hmm. Like, since Monsters Ball, she's had some issues with yep. getting, you know, high-profile films. And so one wonders, you know, because we say, you know, you, you win the award, you become an Oscar winner, mm-hmm. um, then you sort of can open up doors with respect to getting, um, you know, auditions and that kind of, and getting getting chosen for roles. But at the same time, she seems to have been stuck in a little rut. And the question therein is that because, not because of her performance, which was outstanding and, right. and deservedly, you know, she deserved to win that award, but is it because of the types of roles right. that black women play that we see these nominations? So not just Holly, who played, you know, sort of a woman at the end of her role, who may have had some mental challenges or what have you, but look at Whoopi Goldberg in Ghost. You know, mm-hmm. she played a kooky psychic, you know. Right. Look at Viola Davis. She played a subservient maid, you know, and, right. and of course, you know, there was a lot of depth and nuance to her role, but she's still playing a maid. Right. And there's so much more to our experience. And so is that it? You know, what you win, and that seems to be great for black people, but then it's like you get a hundred more maid scripts, you know, right. or, yeah. you know, right. things that are not truly reflective of our experience. And so one wonders, you know, if there's some sort of curse there based on the ways that women have won. You know, same with Denzel. I mean, he finally won for training day when he right. was playing, you know, a thuggish cop or what have you. <laughs> yeah, and right. so you wonder what his, you know, even Denzel with, with all of his accolades and all of his experience and achievements, you wonder what his inbox looked like, you know, after he won, you know, is he yes. going to play, you know, the bad guy for the next 20 years or, and, you know, and so I think it's the same thing, you know, we look at Spike Lee, even with all of his success, mm-hmm. he's still crowdsourcing for films. And why is that in 2015 right. and 2016? You know, and Spike goes back 25 years with mm-hmm. Do the Right Thing and She's Gotta Have It and all the rest of them. And yet here he still is, you know, having to go to the community 
for money because the the studio heads either aren't interested or won't back him the way he feels it needs to be done. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was Monique. Uh, Karen, I'll let you, you got you got the next thing. I mm-hmm. just was breaking this up. I think it was Monique who said after she won hers, mm-hmm. she had a problem because her money went up. Like her price, like the asking price goes up, like it does for everyone else who wins an Oscar. And people were just like, "Yeah, we're not paying that shit." You know, right. it's like other uh, other people win that Oscar and then they get to ascend to kind of like diva status, where it's like, "All right." Here's what's on my rider. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I want shrimp and lobster. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Only green. And green M&M's only. Exactly. Yeah. You oh, know what I'm saying? Pick them bad boys out. And they were like, <laughs> I'm sorry, you're still black. And there's no more callbacks, you know? So, it, you know, even even if you do win, you know, that it can be a hindrance in your career. Karen, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes. And that's what I was going to talk about, Monique. And with her particular uh and especially in our community a lot of people are like well what happened to her why didn't she get these roles but i don't blame her it's like you're not going to say oscar nominated monique and i'm not getting oscar nominated money nor am i getting a role you know what fuck it i go on broadway and make money low budget if i'm not going not trying to funny if i'm not going to get paid for my talent and it's just one of those things where being a black person particularly being a black woman that that's stuff that i look at and i do agree with april when she was talking about like the award shows itself mm-hmm. everybody wants to be honored among their peers exactly. that, that that that's what these are these are being awarded among your among your peers that was and, exactly what turned my thinking by the way was these movies are in the same fucking theaters that them other movies are in the same people buy tickets i want yeah i want my name on the same marquee why would I don't go through, like, a black director shouldn't have to go through all this shit and be like, well, I guess I'll see my awards at the BET Awards. Like, no, nah, uh-uh. I should, uh-uh. in addition to the BET Awards, where I, where I know I'm gonna be, I also need to have my name on that screen, cause I didn't just make a movie, like, for, for just a couple people. I made a movie for everybody. Right, and everybody right. went to go see it, and, and, and I think for me, the, the whole structure of the voting process needs to be changed if, if, if truth be told because most of the people that vote are older white males right. most about uh, probably a 90 something per- clips is mm-hmm. you have very few women and i don't even know if you have any people of color that vote and when these people die they hand it down pass it down whatever so you never open up the door for anybody else with any diverse background to make their way in so that these other movies will even get a chance and right. that's also a problem too because at the end of the day there's so many movies that come out a lot of a lot of you because we're movie critics in north carolina and the thing about movie critics a lot of times you're flooded with so many movies yeah and you, can't, I, you can't watch them all. right that's the thing you can't watch them all so a lot of times what they do is the ones that they quote unquote know is going to make good money they shit on them because they know people are going to watch those movies and the little indie movies it, that, that nobody cares about nobody's watching and no and it has a two dollar budget they're rent and rave you go watch it you be like this is some bullshit this ain't good but they mm-hmm. like it because it's different and my thing is that i don't care about it being different it's like if the masses don't go see it so it, it, it's like the critics and the general pop- public it's it's a disconnect and i think well, that's a problem too the, the other issue there is for the movies that have mostly black cast a lot of them won't even go see it so right with the indie movie like they'll make their way out there like oh so-and-so is playing uh i don't know she's playing a mop salesman i gotta figure a way out to see this shit but then when it's like all right well here's this movie about a black dude who uh started a debate team with all black kids and it's like yeah that seems like a black thing i don't need to watch that and you're like well if you don't watch it you're not going to review it if you don't review it you're not going to nominate it so 
it's it gets washed out of the cycle just for being black right um and april I, oh go ahead Ken. i'm sorry and, and for me that's something else that i have a, a a problem with when it comes to it and i spoke about this before why does our shit have to be just black why, do, why why does it have to be just black why can't it be just something to watch but for some reason we always get excluded and put in a other category in a yeah. separate category and not included and that's the problem for the beginning because they're automatically turned off because it's black but most black people are forced to watch white shit whether we want to or not and but we don't care because a lot of times if it's good it's good right. but we don't get that same opportunity in reverse yeah um, right well, and i mean let's talk about star wars right mm-hmm. star wars has a black male lead are we calling that a black film i mean you know there was right. so much back and forth before it came out about black stormtrooper and people were up in arms because you can't possibly have people of color in interviews last year um after selma um after ava duvernay didn't get nominated um when they showed the interviews for the the reasoning the anonymous reasoning behind some people's votes because you know once they took their name off of it it it's like oh now i can speak this truth and it was like well selma was just so political you know with the black lives matter movement right now it's just too much so who did you vote for oh american sniper you're like what the fuck like Like, that wasn't like that wasn't political at all now and let me say again part of that issue was with the studio because american sniper the studio for american sniper did their job and sent the screeners to all of the academy members to ensure they didn't even have to leave their home to ensure that they saw the movie the studio for selma did not do that Mm -hmm. and so and so that's part of the problem that you have you can't just say that you've made a quote-unquote black film you need to support it from the beginning to the end and the end indicates and the end includes you know sending that film out to um oscar academy member screen uh, you know members 
so that they can actually see the film and get the nomination that you want. Because it's good it's good for the studio to have nominations as well. So why right. wouldn't you support it from beginning to end? Yeah. Uh Karen, will you have to say something for our Oh, oh, and I, and, and I agree because I know with us, uh, being film critics here, we get a lot in the mail, but there are some that you have to go to the theaters yeah. and depending on the time, and they have weird times and dates, like you go, uh, I hope y'all know people got jobs. They'll be like, yeah, 11 a.m. on a Tuesday. <laughs> Who's going to fucking see this if you work a nine to five unless you take the day off? It's right. like, it is not convenient. It's like, it's designed for old retired people. I honestly think that's why they picked those times because they know that these older people if nobody else gonna come they're gonna come and it better be something that they're interested in or else they wasted a screener yeah um, that's it so that's it so they, so they make them available to say yeah we put it out there it's right there for people to go see but if you're not interested in seeing Selma and the backlash about Selma at least with respect to you know oh it portrays LBJ in a negative light well if we're talking about people who were around during the time of LBJ and they hear this they're not going to go see the film even if it's free right there at 2 o'clock in the afternoon before they go to Golden Crown for dinner at 3 right yep. it's, I mean it's it's a rigged game man but you know I do feel like shot in that spotlight uh it helps it and does i also think um they kind of fucked up getting chris rock because i feel like he gonna talk about it because mm-hmm. he's not scared mm-hmm. like that's the thing i like about him is he's not scared up there hosting um he already had his comments uh when he got interviewed um about um leslie what is leslie's last name uh you can later play ghostbusters not yeah 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 leslie from um from saturday, saturday night, night live, live. um <laughs> leslie jones uh when she got uh, man i hope i ain't take her name I'm gonna have yeah to it's jones it okay it is right all right mm-hmm. when he got interviewed about her and he basically said uh because someone brought up that um you know uh talking about black women's struggle and you know in basically entertainment and he was like yeah well you know jennifer lawrence uh would really have something to complain about if she was a black woman like right. like, like she's she's upset about her pay now He's like, you know, if she was a black woman, shit would be worse. And I was just thinking like, yes, he's going to host the Oscars. Yeah. I can't, like, I can't. I typically don't watch this shit. You know what I'm saying? But I'm watching for him. But I will watch to hear him just go in because I remember the last time he did it, he was going in. So yeah, I, I'm excited and I hope, uh, I hope he does bring it they, up. They not ready. He's going to fuck around and be like, hey, what you going to do? Not invite me back? Yeah. Cause it's night, cute, like, night it was. Right. I think it was um, Doogie Howser um, who hosted it one time, and they did like a cute kind of like, "There's no black people here," ha ha ha, like like jokes. But right. I feel like Chris gonna make people <laughs> feel they gonna feel bad, uncomfortable. You know what I mean? So, um, but we'll see. But I think that I think they know that. I, you know, yeah. and I think it's a double-edged sword. Like they know that they want to get somebody that is going to speak the truth, and it, you know, is well respected in the black community. At the same time, you know, I'm sure they're sort of you know wringing their hands with with respect to how bad it's going to be. Right. But you know, so he wasn't a safe choice, and I think they knew that going in. Right. And I hope he, you know, he he lives up to you know our expectations in that way. Me too, man. Cause, uh, I, the other dude that went in was, uh, Ricky Gervais and they never let him come back. He was, he was. He's done the Golden Globes. I think he's done the Golden Globes again this year, though. Oh, so he, he, oh yeah. Okay. He's, he's way out there too. Good for him. Know? And he just, yeah. I, cool. I remember when he did the first time and they was like, never. You know, like <laughs> the, the next day they were just like, never, ever. And I was like, well, then yeah. I, I'll never watch again because he was my favorite because he, didn't he didn't cut he was just like y'all ain't shit and i like that yeah 
Um, it was he was scorched earth, but if I'm not mistaken, he's coming back this year for the Golden Globe. So it it might be, you know, and I think that's intentional too. You know, we right. saw that, you know, for us um, because we were boycotting the Oscars last year, um, we did a a live tweet um, with uh, Anjanu Ellis, who played Aminata in the Book of Negroes, mm-hmm. um, who's now on Quantico, which is a fantastic show on TV. Um, and then we live tweeted Coming to America during the Oscars telecast. And I'd like to think that, you know, between the, the hashtag and our boycott there, that they saw the lowest numbers in, I think, seven years last mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. Um, because of the concerns that we raised. Uh, so we'll see. You know, the nominations come out on the 14th, uh, and everything was sort of organic last year. I mean, I started the hashtag from the, my couch, you know, in the family room, and there was no uh, – I had no – uh, expectation that it was going to blow up the way it did, but I think we're more focused this year, and we'll see what happens. But yeah. you know, don't you know, don't sleep because if it, you know if things don't go well again this year, uh, then we we will be uh, bringing the funk, as they say, uh, even stronger this year. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it, mm-hmm. man. Either way, like I'm I'm down with boycott. I'm down with uh, watching. The other thing too is since all this shit comes on. Um, like the next day it'll be online somewhere uh somebody will get the highlights of what chris rock said about them mm-hmm. so i'm gonna get it one way or the other you know what i'm saying like if he went in then it, i'm gonna see it you know it's kind of like saturday Night live at this point yeah, somebody gonna have a gift if there's a good skit i can catch it sunday um um let me uh do the intro stuff for the show real quick and i got a couple more questions for able um number one this is the black out tips okay you can find us on itunes stitcher podomatic search the black out tips will come up leave us a five-star review and if we like it we promise we'll read it on the show when we do our feedback show saturday mornings the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and today is day 389 that bobby schmurter has been locked up in jail and not been out on bail mm-hmm. so within that time the cop that shot walter scott is out uh by um bill cosby has gone in and out of jail uh within hours uh yes, sir. making bail but bobby schmerner is still still locked up um you can also uh support our sponsors this episode is brought to you by bevel that's right guys bevel is the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps Check out GetBevel.com today and use code TBGWT to get 20% off of your first month at GetBevel.com. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L dot com. All right. And then we have a sexier sponsor. Do I have any sexy music? Oh, I do. Well, for people that watch Love and Hip Hop. all right guys let me ask you a question are you getting enough of course not that's a ridiculous thing to even say we all want more well adamandeve.com wants to give you more with 10 free gifts first they give you a sexy surprise for her secondly a specially selected toy for him and third a little something you both can enjoy whether it's the mother of your kid trying to be in your video or if it's your new girl that you're trying to get with that won't be in your video plus you'll get six full length adult dvds that's right the kind where you got you can skip things 
you can uh rewind things you know nothing special happens when it comes to like interruptions there's nobody in the background eating sandwiches and stuff Mm-mm. you know fish and shit these are really special you yeah. know professionally done things yeah you won't hear the eight o'clock news in the background yeah actors memorize lines for these guys <laughs> yeah they actually do uh and then lastly uh on your gifts you'll get free shipping so all you got to do is go to adamandeve.com select any one item could be a adventurous new toy could be a sexy piece of lingerie or anything you desire enter offer code tbgwt at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts go check out adamandeve.com today select your one item get 10 free gifts including free shipping when you enter offer code tbgwt that's tbgwt at adamandeve.com play me out little fizz all of them circles you moving, you know that you slickin' them lube with it. Smack it up, flip it, and rub it down. Your girl, I know what to do with it. I had your ass on the PJ, serving me up like a stewardess. Your pussy smellin' like bitches and cream, no need to be nervous. Mm, no need to be nervous, guys. Little fizz with the, the lyricism. Damn song. Um, April, what was the backlash like to the hashtag um, last year? Um... The primary thing was that, oh, you're a racist for bringing up things that have to do with race, which has never really made a lot of sense to me. So, like, just speaking on issues of race makes you a racist. It's like, no, actually, you know, if you we can go to the definition of racism and, and, you know, that's kind of what we're talking about here, right? You know, that that there is a structural, a, a systemic problem that is preventing us from um, having equality in this issue. And so that's the issue. And while I never use, or I hope I never use the word racist, mm-hmm. you know, it, there is a, a question about inclusivity um, and diversity. And, and that question continues. So that that was the majority of it, um, that, you know, you're being racist because you want to talk about race or, you know, what about... Um, you know, what about the movies that did have black actors or who do you think should, you know, should have won? And that wasn't the, ever the question. Right. You know, again, if you've seen all of the, all of these films and you decide that whatever, American Sniper is the best one, that's fine. But go see them all, you know, and, and let's have diverse films nominated so that they can get the shine because even saying something is Oscar nominated makes a difference with respect to money. More mm-hmm. people, you know, statistically, more people go out to see films that have gotten the seal of approval from the Academy by saying it's Oscar nominated. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's the directors and the actors and the actresses, obviously, um, because those are the big ones. But let's also talk about the screenwriters mm-hmm. and the cinematographers and the people behind the scenes. You know, how many if you want to get quality films about people of color in marginalized communities, then they are the people very often that need to be writing those films. So what opportunities are the screenwriters getting? You know, and if they put something forward that says, hey, this is about black life, whatever that means. You know, are, are they getting stopped at the door? And so that, you know, that movie isn't even being considered. And we can see, I mean, look at Effie Brown and Project Greenlight with right. Matt Damon. You know, you remember that, you know, very well and how he just shut her down with respect to her program. And yet the thing that they ended up choosing and making was 
less than great, right. you know, right. um, you know, and, and they treated her, you know, like she was day old cheese. I mean, it was, it was horrible. And, you know, we see that, and Matt Damon is known as this liberal bastion of equality in all things. And yet here he comes treating a black woman the way that he did. Yeah. Right. And, and in addition to what you're talking about, something that I've noticed once the Oscars go out, movies are re-released. And be like, this is Oscar nominated, such, such, such. They had, some of these movies could have been out for months. Uh, it could have been left to theaters for over a year, a month, months. And they, they will be re-released for us for a specific period of time. Well, the, uh, such, such nominated, or especially if they win, especially if they win, they were like, the world winners also are going to be out for the next three months at selected theaters at a theater near you and they have special screens. So they end up making more money after the fact. And, And your next movie, typically i mean how many times have you been watching movie preview from the people that brought you oscar nominated this right. or starring oscar winner or why oscar nominated this person right i mean they change the posters they change the promotion everything is going to change come january 14th yeah. when they you know when they make the the announcements and that's right and and films that were perhaps on a smaller release get more screens, you know, right. get, they send out to more theaters. Um, so it, all of that, it matters. You know, it clearly it matters financially, and it matters with respect to what's going to be made next year. Yeah. Um, now, also, um, the the other thing that I want to talk to you about, what's it like, you know, being on, like, TV and stuff? You know? <laughs> what's it like being on TV? Um, it depends on the show. Uh, it, it's always an honor and a thrill to, to get to talk about stuff um, before a wider audience, just like your podcast. So there really isn't, uh, you know, with those things, I mean, I think I may have actually been a little more nervous to do this today really? uh, than I was, like, for example, <laughs> to do Roland's show, because right. at least with Roland, I knew what I was going to be talking about. Oh, yeah. uh, and you were like, oh, you know, just come on and we'll discuss and whatever. You know, and, yeah. and I typically have a set list of topics that I can prep and research for. Um, you know, but it, it really depends on the show. So if I'm doing a panel, for example, um, Roland's show, uh, I did News One Now last Monday uh, again, and, and that one, you really have to, you have to be on the ball. You know, and you right. have to, you know, and unfortunately you have to talk over people a little bit to get your word in edgewise because it's happening so quickly. And mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't particularly like talking over people um you know but if i'm doing other stuff you know it, it happens so quickly you know it's, mm. it's three or four minutes and then i go back to my regular um drum life but you know it, it's always a pleasure and an honor to to be asked to do something yeah i don't think i could do like the pundit thing because i like uh or anything where i have to talk over somebody to like get my point across on tv because i feel like um i would just slip up and like threaten them or something you know especially the ones where they're rude right you know where it's like it, it like i don't like props to like mark lamont hill and those people because even when i disagree with like some of the stuff they say the the idea of walking into like this lion's den where the other person's getting paid to be there to tell you like it doesn't really matter if somebody's black gets shot and you have to like yeah. try to answer that without just mm-hmm. choking them yeah i would snap kick yeah. over some your boy couldn't do shit. it yeah. i would been on tv been said the n-word many times <laughs> you know would have been been challenged people to fights and stuff like that it, I'll probably be on TV one time, you know, or it's like, well, I mean, what was he doing wearing a hoodie? Motherfucker! Beep! Well, we had to go to a commercial. Yeah. You, know. you we got some technical difficulties. You know, I, some of my friends, 
uh, when I did Roland, Shirley said, you know, you were good, but um, you, you know, you didn't really gesture with your hands at all, you know, and, and so you could have been a little more animated. And my thing was, I hear you, but I was trying not to point. <laughs> right, right. So you know, so I thought it was better. You know, look, you, you know, you're yeah. wrong, and I'll tell you why. So it was better for me to just have my hands clasped yeah. in front of me and close to yourself, so that I didn't go off. But yeah, and I, you know, so it it's just, it can be a challenge based on what your other panelists are saying. If it's just me, it's cool. Um, you know, but there have been times when I, you know, even the interviewer has said something, and it's like, actually, you know, I have to do this. Hashtag, well, actually, <laughs> so even when yeah. it's just me, so um, it, it can it can be challenging at times, but but that's part that's part of the the fun I think in doing it. Yeah, I feel like if if I had to gesture with my hands, they'd be like gestures like this and stuff. Like, well, you know, man, um, right? Meet me in the yes. yes. <laughs> so what we not gonna do? Close, right. What we're not gonna yeah. do? It's like I will meet yes. you in the cafeteria. It's right down. <laughs> Yeah. Dog. I don't think yeah. you know what can you not gesture with your hands with all these, <laughs> these middle fingers and stuff I don't think that's appropriate <laughs> for the children um, but but yeah you know uh, also I remember one time I was watching TV it was like Good Morning America and just uh, <laughs> it was just like on Twitter at Raina April says blank now did you know they were going to use your tweet or were you as surprised no. as us that, that they almost never let us know, you know, it, beforehand, and and that's unfortunate. I mean, I'm happy. It, it happens a lot, you mm-hmm. know, and and I don't, you know, I'm not tooting my my own horn here, but there there are times when my tweets and and everybody's tweets, you know, they show up on uh, the nightly show with Larry Wilmore, mm-hmm. or you know, or you know, even using my hashtag, you know, using Oscars for White. I mean, they used it in the Oscars last year, yep. um, you know, and it was everywhere, and so rarely do um we get forewarning of that and, and typically it's one of my followers on twitter who says hey you know look you know i screamed that at the tv for you and i'm like oh cool because i was at work you know so i right. would have missed it otherwise so thank you for sharing that um you know my issue sometimes comes up with the the articles that i use so if we're talking mm-hmm. about oscar so white you know again it was last year you know a lot of articles that said you know twitter came up with the hashtag oscar mm-hmm. so white and it's like but it it was me and right. you know and I don't necessarily need credit for it right. but you know we can also have sort of that bigger discussion about the erasure of women and black women mm-hmm. and I mean it's literally in my bio right. so if you wanted to figure out who started it you can find it's not out. that hard no. and I think you know and if you if you google it you know, I show up because I did a lot of interviews last year. So, you know, I would prefer it again. It's not about me. It's right. about talking about diversity and inclusion in Hollywood. Um, but I would prefer if, you know, we're talking about who created the hashtag to actually say it was me, even if you don't mention me anywhere else, to say it was me as opposed to, you know, Twitter created it or this was created. You know, be active in your, you know, that's good journalism, right? And, right. and it doesn't take that much. You be amazed. It happens, yeah. it happens on TV and, you know, and this exposure and that's fantastic. But, you know, I want to talk about the issues at the end of the day, you know, and, and what we're really talking about. And, and it's not about me because anybody could have created that hashtag, really. That's, yeah. yeah. 
That that's true. And you know, for me being the non famy Twitter hashtag person out of the group, <laughs> um, experiencing this with Roderick, yes, it's one of those things where people will take things out of context. People yeah. like you can actually interview people and what you said is does isn't translated over the same or people right. use their own versions of what you said and things like that. So yeah, it's very interesting when you deal with the quote unquote media that a lot of times wants to put to spin on everything yeah you know what's funny is i read one if you and this is probably most of us if you search your name on twitter mm-hmm. um and, and news like filtered news um on google like so your twitter name and then go to news you're you're probably already in many articles <laughs> like i know i was like i just went rodimus prime with the news and it's just like uh and then and often very misleading you know, like, I remember when the Bernie So Black thing happened, like, uh, and I have to give a lot of credit to people like April because people, like, the the people who were writing about it actually sought me out to interview me, which is something that did not used to happen, you know? Yeah. So, um, I remember, um, that being like a big thing on Twitter that I was following and, and, you know, before, this is before I even considered twitter at how powerful it was or right. really hashtags or anything like that so like i would see this fight kind of between journalists and then people on twitter mostly black women at the time and they would be like yeah why the fuck didn't you just call us like you already right you're writing about this shit like you came up with it you didn't and you and from reading what you wrote you didn't understand the nuance of it at all right so why didn't you just ask and then you would have been okay and so i think when bernie so black jumped off my email was full it was just and it was full of people from like reputable news sites you know vox huffing and pose fucking like it was it was just people that were like we need to talk to you so we can know what this is actually about and that didn't happen before the other part of it is so many people will write about your hashtag and don't know what it is so it'll be Mm -hmm. like so-and-so smacks down bernie sanders black twitter attacks but and you're like that that is not what we did that is not even what it came remotely close to what happened but now what happens is people read those articles they see your link to it and then they just show up on twitter and they're like why are you trying to kill bernie sanders i love him and he marched with martin luther king damn it it was real to me and you're just like i did i didn't even know this was gonna happen it was a joke so i i do think uh you know the backlash part of it can just get crazy right away. Um, yeah, your thing, your thing was real because you were talking about a specific person. You know, I'm talking about a whole industry because your thing was so focused. It did get really ugly for you for a while there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and that's unfortunate because you know, I mean, we can talk about the field of burn folks and how they're so passionate about their views, you know, and I've said many times that, you know, if Bernie loses the nomination, it's not his fault. It's his fans' fault. Right. You know, because because they have been so rabid in their support that they really can't hear what other people are saying. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to support him. He's the only hope. And it's like, no, you know, they are there are other choices out there. Um, and I'm not saying that either is better or worse. Right. I'm just saying that with respect to Bernie, 
you know, it's a different kind of enthusiasm than we have, let's say, for um, then-Senator Barack Obama in 2008, yes. because I think we were incredibly passionate, right. but it was much more positive um, than what I have seen right. from Bernie supporters. So we'll see how that goes. You know, I don't know if you wanted to talk politics, but it's going to be really no, interesting. Know. Well, it's crazy um, this, because this it's crazy because if you talk shit about Hillary Clinton, you're allowed to do that right you know what i mean like her she didn't have this rabid fan base of people who are like so just unused to the idea that someone would think something critical of her that they just like no but the bernie sanders thing comes off so desperate that honestly that was the thing that kind of turned me off i was like oh he must not have a chance of winning if because this right. is the, this because is they the sound process. so desperate in supporting him. That's what right. it is. Yes, it's like yeah, you can you know you can say things about Hillary, but it, it seems to me just based on my experience on Twitter at least, you say people are like searching Bernie's name. Right. You know, they to, do. They queue it up. Mm-hmm. So you know they jump in your mentions out of nowhere. It's like dude, I just said you know it was one tweet about whatever, and I didn't even use a hashtag, so I know yeah. <laughs> you know you are really yeah. looking right. to find so- something to argue about. And I'm not interested in doing that because, and that's the other thing, the people that are arguing with you who are Bernie supporters are Democrats. Right. right? And we are Democrats by and large. So, right. so, you know, we plan to vote for somebody. So the issue is, if Bernie does get the nomination, if you have pissed me off so much, I may not vote at all or right. what have you or vote for a green candidate because of what you're, you've done. So go argue with the Republicans. But you, right. you know, you're by arguing with fellow people who may be voters for your candidate, you're really cutting off your nose to spite your face. It's that, right. it's that Matt Damon Democrat shit, you know, where right. it's like, we're on the same side. You're like, but if we're on the same side, you would let me finish my sentence. You know? Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and I, I completely agree with you about that. And I, and I think the thing for me is that with the with the bernie situation i've never seen people so frantic about their candidate like you know to to this point to where if you say anything critical all of a sudden you're dealing with backlash and i do agree with the fact that you can't tell people well if you don't vote for my candidate you won't won't vote for um um you're gonna vote for hillary like you say people will opt not to vote and i don't know why people think that that's that that's not an option not voting at all yeah it sounds like um nice guys quote unquote tm on twitter on twitter when you're like oh so you just want a thug like that's how the response right. is whenever you're like yeah well you know i think bernie could improve in this area oh so who you gonna vote for then huh the devil you gonna vote for satan is that what you're gonna do you're like yo I right thought- right and then they're bringing up benghazi <laughs> and bill's you know alleged affairs and it's like none of that you know right. you're assuming so much you know right. and, and i have made it very clear i am still very very undecided with respect to what's happening in 2016 and i'm right. disappointed in all of it you know so right. i've been calling it like the the hold my nose election like i'm gonna vote for somebody but i'm not really excited about voting for anyone at this Mm -hmm. point i just know that you know the overall the democratic platform speaks to me more than the republican platform does um you know and so that means that i will probably vote for 
whomever the nominee is. But, you know, we've had, what, 47 Republican debates, you know, and I don't know how many Democrats. And I'm like, I start, I wanted to be involved because in 2012 I was very involved, um, you know, in talking about what was going on. And this time around, it's like, okay, whatever. Just give me who the cops you are and I'll make my decision then. But, you know, it's it's just too much. It's overkill at this point. And no one, you know, I can say that there are people on the Republican side who scare me, but, you know, when nobody excites me to the point where, you know, I'm going to be, uh, you know, uh, saying that I endorse someone at this point or that I, you know, that I'm even interested in actively supporting them. Yeah, and also I think for me, uh, from the outside looking in, and and maybe it's just because I look at a lot of things from the view of race. You have a lot of Republicans telling me you're not nothing but a nigger. I don't care anything about you and any policies and procedures that directly affect you, particularly a woman we don't care about. And then you have people, quote unquote, on your side going, well, you ain't nothing but a nigger. Niggers who we tell you to vote for, because if you don't vote for who we tell you to vote for, because we're more intelligent than you and you're not smart enough and bright enough and, 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 and articulate enough to, to make your own voting decisions, you go, well, both of y'all. Uh, both parties are calling me a nigger right now. I, I do. I don't understand this concept. Um, you know what? Let's let's talk some movie news, okay? Okay. Uh, Carrie Washington is about to be in a movie for uh, HBO called Confirmation, hmm. where she's going to be playing Anita Hill, mm. which we just talked about on the show. By the way, uh, you guys should all check out that documentary. I think it's on Netflix, but. Who knows? I got a screener. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, you know, hey, it came to my house, but you See, know. See, you roll when you talk about me. You're a baller. I don't get like famous. I know. For you regular guys, you know, find a way. Waving his fame around in front of us. But that documentary was dope um, because uh, it really reminded me, especially now as an adult, uh, how much the gender and racial politics were at play at that time. Mm-hmm. and. You know, I feel like I'm always getting, like, woke up to shit now. Because, like, when yeah. I was a kid, I didn't think about it. And it did happen when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And um, luckily, I had a, you know, a pretty cool dad. So he wasn't like, bitch, lying. Trying to bring down a black man. <laughs> you know, like, lucky I didn't grow up in one of them houses. <laughs> right. But the vast majority of people I know did grow up in one of them houses. So that was what, that was, like, the thing that I heard was always, like, see these sisters out here turning on a black man and you know needless to say this this black dude is not uh what most people can uh consider an exemplary uh representative of the black people Mm-mm. um he doesn't seem to have a lot of blackness on mind but he definitely played the race card during the um during that time during this nomination yeah. like, mm-hmm. i take lynching was the phrase that he used exactly yes. a guy who now goes look man race ain't got nothing to do with this at all with yes. anything affirmative action is bullshit but when he he, was, he is just a disappointment yes he, he is just a bag of that just should not have ever been, you know, why Jesus? Yeah, it's amazing. You know, he he doesn't speak at all when he's on the bench. Right. Uh, And then when he does say things, they're so incendiary and inflammatory and wrong that it's like, no, just go back to being quiet. You know, (laughs) you're not helping. It's so bad. (laughs) Yeah. It's so unbelievably bad. And, and, I mean, you know, it wasn't just in households. I mean, that was nationwide. You know, Anita Hill, you know, and all of her, you know, all of her background was dragged into it and mm-hmm. you know she is just trying to bring down a prominent black man and look at us now you know and, right. and i will say i was one of those who was 
you know, concerned about her veracity, and I was wrong. Mm -hmm. I was just way, way wrong. Um, You know, and I I think I apologized on Twitter. I'm sorry, Anita Hill, you know, because I should have really, you know, the pubic hair on the Coke can and, you know, and now it's like, hell yeah, I can see him doing that, something. That is, <laughs> that, you know, there's no question in my mind yeah. that that actually happened. You know, and you look in, in his wife, right? And his wife called. Yes. And he at one point re- requiring a, a, you know, an apology. And it's like, girl, I, there's mm, just so much. That's how, the, that's how, so that's how the documentary started. I think the documentary name is Anita. And that's exactly how it starts with that voicemail. And it's just so entitled. You know, it's just, uh, he did that shit anyway yeah. so. so so i'm i'm hoping that carrie washington kills it i've, I've seen the pictures yeah uh, and she looks you know really good now you know, see based, you know based on the way anita hill looked back then when i first um, so when i first heard I it i hope it's in a, in a good point of view for us when i first heard it i was like okay but who's playing uh clarence thomas because see the thing is okay for me you know um I like I I enjoy these you know these like movies like I enjoy what's love got to do with it me too but I really enjoyed it because um of Lawrence Fishburne's portrayal of Ike Turner yeah, which was you bad, know, it yes. took it to the next level like <laughs> yes. it already was a compelling story but then when you throw in Ike Turner as Lawrence Fish, you know Lawrence Fishburne and Ike Turner you're like oh okay so it's on um <laughs> Wendell Pierce is gonna play Clarence Thomas y'all he's good yeah I, I'm I'm a big fan. I can't wait to see this now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a big fan. Yeah. And he is incredibly woke. You know, if you mm-hmm. look at the things that he's done for New Orleans and Katrina and, and just the things that he's spoken out about on mm-hmm. Twitter, I really like him as a person and as an actor. So, you know, and he was great in Funk on the Wire. I mean, that's probably where we know, uh, most people know him best from. Uh, so I'm looking forward. I, you know, I think Anita Hill, with you know, Kerry Washington and Wendell Pierce, I think it's going to be good. Yep. Mm. Jeffrey Wright is going to be in it. Oh. Jennifer Hudson going to be in it. You know, she might be able to sing, but hey, she you know they might make a musical out of she it. She's gonna do her thing, but yeah, I'm in, I'm in, man. So yeah, this sorry, it's gonna be pretty black too. We um, may have to live tweet it as a family. You know what? Yeah, I will. Yeah, when it come out, guarantee you, people. I'll commit to that. People be live tweeting it because uh, that's a, I make I make the time for that. Yeah, because <laughs> the other thing too, you know, it's gonna kind of be funny. So, the is gonna be funny too as Clarence Thomas. Especially for those people who don't know the story and you know, who may have been younger than I am because I you know, me and Cicely Tyson used to hopscotch together, so um, <laughs> but for those people who are much younger, uh, and who may not remember the confirmation hearings and that kind of thing, I think it'll be eye opening, you know, especially when you can now relate it back to some of the things that he said today. Now, I still yeah. feel like uh, April lied about her age, but it's cool. You know, we just we don't have to get into it on the show right now. But you know, <laughs> no, we can get into it. That's I don't. Fine. I don't know. I don't know. I'm almost forty six. That's fine. I don't mind. No, I, I just. Good. I feel like you're running away from some type of past, and you're really like, <laughs> you're really like a third. You're really like twenty five, thirty, and you just up here perpetrating. It's cool. I though. wish my life was that exciting, but my my children will tell you that I am old as dirt, and you know, just as relevant. <laughs> Um, all right i'm not gonna blow your cover but you're not fooling me taking pictures with big daddy kane you're not fooling me <laughs> to thinking that, that that you and big daddy kane uh on the same yeah, level it, mm-hmm. well, at least you know i'm not catfish i think <laughs> that's true that's, 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 that's true it is me whoever you think i am 
yeah and uh kids votes don't count because everybody over 10 is old to a child so yeah i would i would card april is what i'm saying guys if she she came in an abc store i'd be like come on ma'am this is obviously a fake id um (laughs) (laughs) abstinence pledgers uh you know people that uh pledge that they will not have sex until marriage abstinence pledgers have a higher risk of hpv and non-marital uh pregnancies according to scienceblog.com a new study led by the university of massachusetts amherst sociolo- uh, sociologist wait sociologist y'all oh, said it right uh <laughs> finds that sexually active teenage girls who took a pledge of abstinence were at a higher risk uh risk of contracting human papilloma virus and having non-marital pregnancies than those who did not take such a pledge Hmm, i wonder why the study i mean we got bristol palin to you know she's the abstinence queen right she just had a second out of wedlock child and there's nothing wrong with having out of wedlock children right but don't shame people and then turn around and you know do the exact opposite of what you're preaching and getting paid handsomely Mm -hmm. to to do so you know Mm -hmm. hundreds of thousands of dollars is from my understanding Mm -hmm. so it's just you know i it's the hypocrisy that bothers me you know have your life if that's how you want to live good for you girl but stop telling other people what to do if you're not following your own advice Mm -hmm. um essentially um they said that uh they 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 did data they got data from more than three thousand teenage girls originally interviewed in 1994-95 who are now adults and part of an ongoing national longitudinal study on adolescent to adult health the researchers found that because virginity pledgers are more likely to receive cultural messages downplaying the effectiveness of condoms and contraceptives and be exposed to the framing of premarital activity as a form of failure girls and young women who take abstinence pledges but later break them may be less prepared to manage the risk associated with sexual activity by obtaining condoms and contraceptives themselves or less apt to initiate conversations about precautions with their partners right right and that that makes a lot of sense because if you you know if you get a little purity ring and you tell your parents you know i'm not going to have any premarital sex whatsoever then they're going to be like oh well you know i don't need to have that conversation with you and then you know whatever happens prom night or you know whatever happens and you decide to make that choice hopefully it's consensual you know with your young partner um then maybe you're not ready because you know it happens all the time and you're not carrying condoms in your purse at all times because you didn't expect it to happen and you've taken this purity pledge so that's the issue um and i think there's also an issue with respect to stds you know they say okay i'm not going to have premarital sex but then there's the discussion about what that covers and doesn't cover, right? right. So perhaps they're engaging in fellatio, right. um, but they're not engaging in vaginal penetration. Or perhaps they're having anal sex because right. that's not real sex. Right. Um, you know, but you know, but diseases are being transmitted that way as well because there's no penis vaginal, you know, intercourse in right. in that sense. So you know, I I think. I, I, I don't remember, well, 20 years ago, I was so old. So I don't remember purity pledges that way, but right. I, I think that they are very dangerous, you know, if you, because, they, because everybody slips up and who slips up more than teenagers? You know, they, right. the hormones are raging and, you know, maybe you're drinking and you shouldn't be and you're, you know, and things just happen and peer pressure that peer hopefully pressure. we're not experiencing in our thirties and our forties. And so things happen. And so I think that you should always be 
prepared. I mean, I have a 16-year-old son, and, you know, we have those conversations probably more than he'd like. Right. It's like, but you have to be careful about your future and the future of whoever that girl is that you're hanging out with, you know, because right. I don't want some, you know, some father showing up at my door, you know, with his hand in my face because you, uh, you know, weren't prepared or didn't do what you were supposed to be doing because right. we know it's going to happen, you know, and I think that, it's important that we are realistic right. with our teen kids, um, you know, and, and those that we love with respect to sexual activity, you know, yeah. and just, so if you're going to do it, protect yourself. I mean, that's sort of my, my mantra. I would prefer that you didn't, but, you know, if you're going to do it, make sure, you know, wrap it up, right. you know, make sure it's, it's very, you know, let's talk about consent and, you know, affirmative consent throughout the process and all the rest of that stuff. You know, and then, you know, God be with you, and, and I'm just going to, you know, curl up in the fetal position. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. it's, it's kind of like, also framing it as failure makes it sound like cheating on your diet. So, it, mm. like, people can just kind of go, yes, I had sex, but my plan is to not have sex again, so I don't need to prepare for the next time. Uh, and I also don't need to get on any birth control. I don't right. need to get any uh, protection because it's not going to happen again. And it happens again. And it happens again. You know, so that's part of it. And then also, it's so sad that um, so much of this is rooted in this idea of parental comfortability. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to avoid this awkward talk. And obviously, your kid doesn't really want to have a, this awkward talk either. So then we kind of talk around it with this idea of like, well, you have the talk, but the talk is really you telling them that if they touch their genitals, they're going to die. And then, and then that's it. And then that's the last time. But I feel like at least for my um, childhood uh, with my dad, it was like a series of talks and it was, and it's, it's it's, it's, age appropriate too. Yeah. And it's never really over. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think on on the sitcom version of this you talk about it one time one time and then that's it <laughs> right that's it. you know and then it's it but you know with my dad and they get it, right and they get it and and they're listening right exactly they're they're listening. okay dad i've got it you know and then yeah. the 22 minutes of the show are over and you know and never to be discussed again and it's like, right. Right. like you have to have that discussion monthly you know and it's right. like you know, and you get the rolled eyes and right. you know and it's like okay i know you don't want to hear I don't want to say it. Like, I would right. much rather be doing something else other than telling you, you know, other than having to come to the realization that my child, you know, is growing up and doing things that adults do, right? Yes. I don't I don't want to have that discussion either, but I would rather be embarrassed and uncomfortable and know that I've at least told you a gazillion times, so maybe, you know, when push comes to shove or whatever, you do have a condom in your pocket mm-hmm. or, you know, you're deciding to wait you know because you're you know you don't really 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 like that girl and so you know if something bad happens you're not connected with her you know what i mean and i I shouldn't say something bad if something um unexpected happens right right, then then you know you're not you know you're not tied to that woman for the for the rest of your life that young woman because you know they're high schoolers too you know i I, so we do it you know and and it has to happen i think it's so important and i think the kids who don't have um, someone in their life, you know, who can have, you know, whether it's an uncle or an aunt or a parent or, you know, someone at church, you know, everybody should be having that conversation repeatedly right. um, because I think that matters. Yeah, I really yeah. think that matters. My yeah. dad used to remind me, dog, he'd be like, 
now see you find out with that little girl you know we, <laughs> not you know, that little like, girl it was you know like but it was you know it was funny and comical but Why? it was also serious which is like if you are fucking like let me know if you, you need condoms you need something like don't just be out here you know you're already kind of clumsy out. yeah like i'm already clumsy i dropped glasses in the sink he's like that could be a baby you know what i mean like <laughs> they, you're tossing in the sink yeah you need to have a plan dude you're not you know your hands <laughs> you're not ain't mature. that good you definitely gonna leave it in uh can what were you gonna say <laughs> the thing about it is that uh children the more you educate your children, the better decisions they can make outside of your sight. Right. And it's, it's amazing how many parents don't understand that. They think the less educated you are and the more I hide from you, uh, you're going to make good decisions based off of, quote, unquote, my morale. But your morale has nothing to do with that child when, you know, they're horny. They, right. You know, they have to make a realistic decision. And it's also, um, like what April said, it's amazing how many, how many adults, but how many children don't know what sex is because all these other forms of sex are also sex right well it's not in the bible sex can't make a baby karen so it don't count uh god can't see in the butt pledgers who <laughs> have pledgers who have had more than one sexual partner had a higher prevalence for hpv with the greatest risk found in women who had six to ten sexual partners as pledgers in that statistical universe had a 51 percent rate of being hpv positive whereas only 33 percent of non-pledger uh pledgers were found to be hpv positive so if they didn't take the pledge they were probably more likely to use uh protection during sex right and less and less likely therefore to end up with hpv uh the study also found that about 30 percent of pledgers but only 18 percent of non-pledgers experienced a non-marital pregnancy within six years after their first sexual intercourse and that pledging was associated with an increase in the risk of non-marital pregnancy by slightly more than 50 percent so yeah man you know good luck man if i was if i was these kids and i got pregnant um and i had these religious parents that didn't want to talk to me and stuff i tell them that god got me pregnant like mary you know because like who are they to say that that's not what happened you know Mm -hmm. i thought you was teaching me you don't you don't believe in miracles no more Mm -hmm. oh okay see i learned from you um (laughs) right and then you get those situations where you send the girl away like do they still do that where they send the girl away and then the baby comes back and all of a sudden it's the mother's baby so the girl is now the sister of her own child Mm -hmm. yeah that's what happens it happens all the time uh all right let's see uh oh this is a rumor but we don't know for sure but i love we're gonna break it up break it right here on the show okay snoop dogg might be about to get divorced man his wife might have dropped him like it's hot oh shit i thought oh. it is mm-hmm. yep you know how that's interesting because she has said in the past um you know that she knows sometimes he steps out but you mm-hmm. know he like he comes back you know and then she's the bottom you know what and yep. you know and so it seemed like they had and understanding right. so i don't know that infidelity is necessary the issue here maybe mm-hmm. she's i don't know maybe other things that's interesting yeah they almost got divorced in 2004 uh when she thought that she had enough they've been together for nearly 20 years they've been married um they've been together since high school um but as always you can tell she was going through it because of the gram she put it on the instagram the instagram oh no instagram is the devil it is what it is karen instagram ain't nothing but a reflection of what's inside you anyway um what's a queen without her king well historically speaking 
more powerful was a picture that she posted mm. and then her caption was all the single ladies and then she had the emoji with the arm flexing like this and the kissy face oh mm. shit now it gets real when you use emojis mm-hmm. kissy face emoji i know what that means uh she also put <laughs> she also put a picture that said be with someone who will take care of you not materialistically but take care of your soul your well-being your heart and everything that's you and then she put body and soul heart emoji mm. Mm. that sounds kind of serious i you know I, I find it i mean you know i am on social media all the time but i find it really interesting how much people share and overshare on social media about their personal stuff like so you know i'll tell you about my kids and how they drive me crazy but i don't use their names typically you know mm. or, or you know my husband is mr april you know and, and that's all you're gonna get and i'm not I'm not living out, you know, what goes on in this house mm. online, uh, you know, and I think that's detrimental, um, you know, to relationships to put it out there because that means, I mean, clearly you have Snoop's number, you know, right. so you are his wife. So if you're having an issue with Snoop and he's not taking care of you emotionally, then that's a discussion that perhaps you and he and maybe a counselor or therapist needs to have, not 40,000 strangers on the gram or, you know, and we see it over and over and over again, not just with them, but with all public figures. And it's like, I really feel like you need to keep something for you. But I can't. And that people don't do that. But like, favor, or retweet any of your therapy session counselors. So I'm I'm on the side of y'all telling y'all business because, you know, I need this show so we can live. (laughs) And I think it's a generational thing too because you're talking about uh she uh boss lady uh you talking about snoop wife well she old like us yeah but uh, but i do think that a lot of old people try to be cool too so that's why i say it's a Mm. generational thing where you if you talk to anybody that's like 25 and under they had grew up in a generation where they've had the internet they've always had cell phones you know Mm -hmm. um you're talking to a generation where everything about their lives has already been public everything about their lives has already been tracked and it's one of those things where as a parent you kind of have to teach your child like to not put everything out there Mm -hmm. but it's almost like it's almost pre-designed for them to be quote-unquote open and honest with everything about their lives and a lot of times to their detriment in Mm -hmm. certain situations but it's one of those things where years ago it was it was more frowned upon you know how black people are don't be talking about shit outside my house right you know but you have people who aren't brought up kind of like that so to them this is normal well i'm gonna just say this and i can't speak for for april's relationship you know but I think we could all be speaking from a place of good relationship privilege. True. Um, because when shit is fucked up, maybe people can't help it. Because sometimes you see the same people that be like, don't tell your business, keep it to yourself. And then, you know, something go wrong and they be on Twitter like, give it all right now. And giving in like, back emojis. Yeah, I'm like, just had said, you know what? Maybe I just don't get it. I haven't been that emotionally destroy or whatever and while also being on social media at this point in my life right because I, I know i would have did the same thing you caught I, me I, at I 17 see, i probably okay. would have posted shit too see, i'm not trying to be funny I, I, you know okay. when you're young you're irrational and illogical mm-hmm. and yeah. for a lot of people you know they wrote in their journal they told their friends I, they went she, out but i got social the, media now but karen for the right she not young no she's not okay young. so i'm saying even in our peer group i've seen people where i'm like 
well you said not to say but okay cool i'm i wonder if we're just very fortunate to not even find ourselves in this situation because i'm gonna be honest with y'all True. i don't want to know what i would do I'm, me either to be real i don't want to know and me i either. i would much rather prefer not if no. ignorance is bliss let me be blissful and everybody yeah, else but the rest of us watching you and karen would be like the bird man hand exactly you know and, and yeah. i said a thousand times i'm very thankful that there was no social media when right. i was in college because lord it knows been all- there were things that should not have been uh broadcast and and i was probably with some people who were not trustworthy mm-hmm. uh you know who i probably couldn't have trusted to keep those photos or that right. relationship or whatever on the dl as i wanted it at the time um so you know it is it, it, i think Karen's right that it is generational and you know and so even for us you know me for older folks you know we're still on twitter all the time or on right. social media mm-hmm. and so and that's how we share and you know and so there are times when you just sort of have to pull back and be like you know that's going in the library of congress like do you really want forever and you know and and I mean, yeah, the internet is forever. You can delete it, but it's, you know, somebody knows how to be, how to find it. And, and so you have to, you know, and so that's something else that I tell my kids, you know, because they both have phones and, you know, and they have more apps and whatever that I even know exists. So it's like, you need to be very careful about Kick and Snapchat and Periscope and all the rest of the things that you yes. do, you know, because especially for my son who's in high school, it's like, you know, colleges are looking, you know, that right. they that do that now. now. You know, colleges right. are searching for your profiles on social media. Yep. And we have seen kids um, lose their scholarships, lose their offers because of stuff that they have done on social media. Yep. So don't, you know, don't fight as hard as you're fighting, you know, to get the good grades, to be the great athlete, and then screw it up because he said something stupid yep. on Facebook. You know, don't throw your shot away because Lord knows we can't pay for you to go <laughs> on your own. Right. So don't screw it up for us either. And, so, you know, you have to be mindful. And again, you know, with kids, it, you know, there's a certain maturity or immaturity there, you know, and it's like, think what you're saying before you say it, think, you know, before you put it out there. And unfortunately, when you're in the heat of the moment and you're emotional and you're realizing that your whatever 20 year relationship is about to blow up and you're looking for sympathy, you know, perhaps you try to find it in those thousands and thousands of followers, because I'm sure all of the comments under her IT post are, you know, girl, we knew he wasn't nothing, and, you know, we love you and whatever. And, and, you know, we all look for validation um, in various ways. And and I think you're lying if you say that you don't. Whatever that means for you, we all look for it somehow. And so, you know, we want that immediate interaction. So maybe her girls weren't awake at 3 a.m. when she posted that or whatever. And so, you know, she just wanted somebody to talk so i get it i just think it it could end up being unfortunate right because yeah it's just one of those things where yeah we do this and me and roger delete our tweets and be back together next week and be looking at y'all crazy but mm-hmm. you know it's just because people get back together all the time so that's why when people that's why fall I, out, I don't yeah, comment or nothing like either. that because people have broke up over some fucked up shit in the next two weeks they lovey dovey again so my opinion don't matter because i don't have to live their relationship Mm -hmm. and also i hope if something happens i am rational enough to close my laptop and turn off my phones and walk away 
nah not me if something happens and it ain't my fault i'm telling i'm yeah. telling y'all now i'm telling if y'all see me tweeting like good she, luck karen good yeah luck. i know right i'm telling everybody i want everybody to unfollow and <laughs> block you <laughs> you got oh we're gonna make we're gonna make the kids choose yeah i, I want people got to treat me um yeah i want people to know up front to treat me well because i'm i'm very i'm a petty bitter type of uh like so i will put <laughs> syrup and eggs and breakfast all on your windshield of your car <laughs> while, you, while, while you in the house sleeping like i'm that's the kind of person i am so oh, treat me well up oh. front oh lord that, that, no, well, then i might need to change i'm about to say i might need to change my strategy then no that's what happens though because when you see the people talking it's always the person that got done wrong like like snoop dog ain't tweeting through this you know what i mean snoop out here like yeah you know when <laughs> when wiz khalifa got caught cheating he had nothing to say on twitter it was all amber rose like it, that's that's how it works and then you know it's sad that they're tweeting because you know obviously people are going to use it against them somehow but I, I i guess i feel a little empathy for these people because it, it's gotta suck man and i don't know mm-hmm. how you i don't know how you had a discipline to not talk about it you just gotta hope you do but so i ain't gonna front i probably wouldn't have a discipline if i got done wrong to just not talk about it. i tell um she put <laughs> true love <laughs> true love is about oh, lord i'm gonna treat you right then huh sir There's i'm just more? saying i treat you right we should treat each other right yes you know? it's not a problem on either side but you know i, don't, I ain't trying to fuck up that just i'm just saying somewhere snoop reading this like that's about right that's all i'm saying you know what i mean <laughs> like he can't be mad uh true love is about giving if you are not ready to give then stay at home if you're too bitter or jaded to see that love is about giving stay inside our generation fails at relationships because we have unrealistic expectations on dating we go into it judging people based off of what they can do for us longevity and happiness inside of relationships occur in time when people are allowed to be their natural selves with support and kindness at some point we have to realize that the preference we could we have could be killing our ability to have a solid relationship that was a picture and then underneath she put just right for me smiley face mm. she had another Girl, picture that's a lot i yes. just i, I a lot. he needs to tweet that was too many characters i got bored yeah. I, okay <laughs> mm-hmm. she need that ten thousand characters she put a man she put a, a picture of jay-z kissing beyonce that says oh. it's a meme that says a man isn't going to leave what he knows he isn't going to find again and then she put can't let go and last one how many how many, ID, how many posts were there five this is the last one wow a picture of tupac that says you need a minute yeah <laughs> i'm just gonna imagine being like let me find this meme with tupac so i can talk about karen uh, anyway. <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah, you gotta be able to smile through all the bullshit and it's a picture of tupac not smiling so like <laughs> what what does this even mean um, you guys, i have no idea are there no smiling pictures of tupac or what is going on um, oh wow and then um and the, people are commenting on the side you know hand clap emojis say it help me figure this out kissy face uh people are tagging other people to it like look what's new come on girl. come on over here girl oh this is so bad anyway oh, meanwhile on, on instagram, instagram. um all right let's get into uh some guest race guys all right where we've been 
talking for a while i feel like we don't need to do fucking with black people after we did um oscar so white yeah the, yeah the oscars was enough in my, mean, in my personal opinion i mean not unless you want to cover a story or two that you really want to talk about i mean black people have been fucked with mm-hmm. you know what i'll do let's do let's do a couple all right rizza you guys might know oh. yes yes you guys might recognize of course i'm out for shaolin I- yeah. <laughs> 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 who you might know i'm so disappointed <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, look, the 37th chamber of the Wu Tang is respectability politics, okay? <laughs> A lot of people didn't know that because no, we I only didn't. knew about the 36. But the 37, okay. Um, uh, but yeah, Riza, um, wanted to clarify his controversial comments on how black men should address to avoid getting killed by the cops. So I don't think we even played his original commentary. On the show, Karen, did we play the original comments? Well, you said that black people need to. No, you talking about. Okay, I'll play it. M- I'll play it. Mumble, Here we go. mumble mouth to get all them rolls. Oh, yeah. He, I feel like he, if he really believed all that, he owes me so much money for these movies. I'm right, saying. them terrible ass movies. All right, here's him talking about it. Let me see if I can get the volume up on this. Do I gotta mute it? Oh, that's why it's a Twitter video. Uh, watch him on Alright, here we go. If, 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 if you think if a cop, and every time I see a young black youth, whether I watch them on TV, movies, or just see them hanging out, and they they looking, they're not looking, you know, properly dressed, properly uh, refined, you know, carrying themselves, conducting themselves proper hours of the day, things that that a man does, you know what I mean? You're not you're gonna have a certain kind of fear and stereotype of them. What the uh, fuck? <laughs> my favorite part of that video is that dude who so say we all at the end there yeah. you know and i said on twitter i mean rizza is really picking up where cosby left off with respect to respectability politics like there was a vacuum there and he said let me go ahead and step in there and fill that you yeah. know it, and I'm it's old, so I'm black. unfortunate i like that <laughs> i like that uh he's so woo wear for a while and oh, none Lord. of them none of those were slacks you know what i'm saying like those weren't khakis and button-ups anyway so mm-hmm. when i listen look to- at the irony look at the hypocrisy and, and that's right. the thing you know and yeah i think this has been going on for a few years now with with him and maybe even some other members of Wu. um you know but it, it's like you become i don't know if it's if you become older and you forget or it, i don't know if it's an age thing or maybe a money thing, Age. you know what I mean? Because it's not just that. I mean, you know, we can talk right. about Raven Simone and Whoopi Goldberg, and there's so many who have disappointed us with respect to respectability politics. I mean, Raven Simone, you know, was talking about black women's names and how they're so, you know, so-called non-traditional. It's like, but girl, you've got an accent on your name that you don't even use. Right. Like, you know, and, and your, your brother's name is Blaze with an I. You know, right. so that's not uh, traditional either. And I'm sure that Oprah and Condoleezza and mm-hmm. Barack would like a word because yeah. it, you know, it, it may be a little more difficult, but they have still surmounted all of those issues that you're speaking of, of as have you. You know, Raven mm-hmm. Simone is not a traditional, you know, and yet you're going to clap back. And so, Raven Simone actually had us agreeing with Ann Coulter on the view. And was that not a dark day? Like, you know, of all things, 
of all people, I need to, you know, agree with the fact, you know, agree with Ann Coulter on a point. It, I mean, it took a little bit of my soul that day. Yeah. So all of them, you know, there's so many, you know, we can talk about Jill Scott, whose music I absolutely love, you know, but her taking for Cosby, you know, and, uh, you know, we gotta wait and see, and, you know, and he's a bastion of the black community. And it's like, well, my goodness, you know, wasn't Beverly Johnson who, you know, broke all kinds of barriers for black women in the modeling world? Wasn't she also a bastion in the black community? So how are you going to decide, you know, with whom you're going to rock? You know, you choose him over 50 women, you know, and, and so it's, there are times when I just want, you know, I don't want any of my faves to be on social media because they disappoint me so often. Right. And there's a balance there. There's Jesse right. Williams, you know, most known from Grey's Anatomy, who is so woke, you know, mm-hmm. and who doesn't hesitate to call people out, um, you know, and there are others as well. So yeah. there's a little bit of a balance, but it's like all of my specials, all of my faves have, you know, or not all, but many have let me down because... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, either they've forgotten or they haven't thought things through or, you know, the money is clouding the judgment. I'm not sure. But, yeah. um, you know, I don't know how to fix that. Well, our yeah. girl, Amanda Stenberg, woke as shit, too. I, I love her. That little girl. Yeah. Yeah. Karen, what were you going to say? I'm yes. sorry. Yeah, I think age and money, because there's a lot of quote unquote old people that forget that they dress like whatever the time was. But for some reason now, all of a sudden, because you're quote unquote not the youth, that the kids are wrong for doing the same shit that you do. And also, people's, uh, like I said, financially, you're not in the same place. So now you can afford more. You can do more. So now you turn around and look, look, frown upon and look down upon the people that were in your same situation at that time which may not have had right. made your younger self right, right. You, you are yeah you and are turning hate. your back on your younger self and what does that mean right yeah it's, it's ghostface, ghostface killer was in the wu-tang he had to keep his face covered in the method man video because he had a warrant he wasn't supposed to be out doing that shit like this is your crew you know what i'm saying like you, come you, on now it's, it's so it's just so wild he tweeted about it after you know of course being called all kinds of names um how can the original black man be the original black man original um, he's so he the first oh, that's so your name's not adam fam you're right. not jesus but like how you know where how original can you be you part right. of the woo and god bless the woo you right. know all day right every right. day right <laughs> he said how can an original black man be a coon and sellout you best look deep into my words and make an assessment. Do you still think pork is healthy? I don't expect agreement what? with everything I say. I speak honestly from my own perspective and evaluation from my space time experience. I can never. Space time experience. Hotel. He went full hotel. Listen, you're not going to slander bacon on my watch. Number one. You know, let's go there. We're not, you know, I'm going to eat my ribs and yeah, I don't get healthy or not. You're going to die. If I'm, I'm going to die delicious. Thank right. You. We're not doing that. <laughs> but how that is even relevant to pulling up your pants, I, what? I mean, I can wear a three suit and eat bacon, you know? Like, I'm still going to have lamb for Christmas dinner and we dress up for dinner for, you know? So, yeah. like, where are you going with that? It's like, he just threw everything in there and it became very ashy and hotepian to me. Um, so, you know, I think he's trying to backtrack, um, <laughs> you know, and, and sort of, 
call back some of the things that he said but it's really well you know what that's your space time experience april but (laughs) when it comes down to the space time experience that he puts down on his resume um <laughs> next to job experience um he he disagrees he, he says i can never condone police brutality in any form of injustice or and oppression knowledge of self means studying self to improve self peace i'm not condemning the kids for their garments we live we should learn and evolve we what are we men of 21 or 41 yeah yeah man enough rizzo badging for the day add a button-up shirt to your wardrobe jesus of course black you can end it there like you know so you say all of that but then you're telling people to go put on an oxford shirt when you know you are six months away from cookie sweaters i mean let's be real and his last comment of course black lives matter dot dot all lives matter god damn it rizzo come on man oh you don't even you can't even talk you t- oh that's my whole 100 for point. me i give him 100 uh i feel fucked with uh right the same person the 100. police are probably the same police you defended would arrest you too yeah all right let's do uh let's do guest the race and, I, and we will do the song for guest the race uh where's my music uh as soon as i can find it that would help oh okay here we go now that it's time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race time now that it's time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race time that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show going all across podcast land we read and play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today april to guess the race and the chat room plays along and the chat room is racist mm-hmm. all right uh oh and guess the race is brought to you by bevel guys okay that's right they pay for this shit uh <laughs> that was the person only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin uh make sure you step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps don't forget valentine's day is coming up uh you have less than a month no a little over a month mm-hmm. to get with uh you know somebody if you're not with somebody to impress the person that you're with that's probably thinking about dumping you before valentine's day because they got your christmas gifts and now it's like what's the point of all this bullshit make sure that you make it worth their while to keep you around get shaved up dog you can go to getbevel.com g-e-t-b-e-v-e-l dot com and you can end up getting you a starter kit that comes with a safety razor shaving brush blades primer oil shaving cream and cool restoring balm it all smells good you'll look good you'll feel good you'll never have razor bumps again which you know as black people is something we've gotten a little too accustomed to all right now i'm not trying to be all rizzo on you but you know police police are pulling people over for race bumps what are they supposed to think um so make sure you guys get 20 percent off using code tvgwt at getbevel.com that's g-e-t-b-e-v-e-l.com code tvgwt all right let's get into some racism here's one a kentucky woman bites her husband's face off wait not off bites his face over a argument that was about hillary duff oh oh come on now and had you said it was over chicken i would this would have been harder <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna oh, go Lord. Uh, 
I'm gonna go with Becky for that one. Okay, so uh April's already going white. I'm gonna play it's like a fifty one second news clip. We'll play that in case Ethan you guys want to guess. Does not dispute the fact that him and his wife had a disagreement about Hillary Duff, which led to her biting him. What he does dispute is the reason he called police. Lester says he feared for his wife's well-being. The 911 call states, I was afraid that she may hurt herself. When sheriff's deputies arrived on scene and heard what happened, they decided to take Brandy Lester to jail. Lester does not believe that should have happened, saying his wife is not a criminal or violent. He blames hard times on the dispute. Me and my wife has, of course, been on edge, as most families are, around the holidays. It's tough. I'm unemployed at the current moment, looking for work. And I guess it just took one simple, one simple misunderstanding. Oh, that was the whole thing. Okay, well, um, April's on record as saying that she believes Brandy Lester is a white woman. Let's check the chat room and see what they believe. White, says Jamar. Who the he- who the f is Hillary Duff White? <laughs> she won a Oscar, I believe, for a Million Dollar Baby, if I'm not mistaken. No, not Hillary. No, it? that wasn't Hillary Duff, was it? That was the other one. Hillary Duff is the is. I thought she was the child star. You're thinking Hillary Swank. Oh, I'm, you know what? You're right. Mm. I wonder what the ar- that's what the argument was. By the way, it was uh, <laughs> is Hillary Duff Hillary Swank, and his wife bit his face. Fair. She was uh, like, you <laughs> ought to know the difference. <laughs> she was. Like, she was like you know what um i don't appreciate your attitude and straight up bit him in his face um i bet she tweeted about it on instagram but the fact that he's been called the cops because he was afraid she was gonna hurt herself no bruh she was coming after you like you know she didn't close herself up in a room with some weapons or something she came after you so i don't think she she seemed just fine with respect to self-care (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right. doesn't, it, doesn't that sound like some uh masculinity fragile move though where you're like right. where it's like no see player <laughs> see you need what you you need to get your story right i wouldn't worry about her hurting me all right now don't look at my bite mic on my face but what i'm right. saying is i was like you're gonna hurt yourself trying to hurt me because i'm so strong it's like hitting a brick wall so i called the police nah yeah them, no that wasn't tears for my eyes when i was on the phone no i had a, a reaction to a, a allergy so that's but you see how close i mean she she was all like literally in his face to be able to bite it like mm-hmm. really, can you not keep her at arm's length if you see her coming in with the insides of bears like at what point do you say you know she could have thrown a jab easier than she had to get all in his face to be he able was, to bite him so just, it's interesting all around but i'm yeah. still going through that he was, he was just worried she was gonna hurt herself that's Aww. all uh whiter than rizzo's sensibilities trailer park becky and bubba white Aww. uh thanks obama white couch burner uk fans white ah! wife clap back was on the one and the three. Oh, white married <laughs> to his cousin white thought <laughs> thought lizzie mcguire was hannah montana why do i know these white uh swank as white as cadet kelly oh okay y'all corrected my swank thing my bad i tanked hillary tanked anyway the correct answer is and everybody got it right she's white Mm -hmm. i know that pick she looks very regretful in that pick by the way she's like why did i bite his face i knew that was it's the one thing i like about him 
um a rapper was withdrawing uh some money from a bank in buckhead atlanta uh and there's a misunderstanding that ended up to the cops uh putting the gun in his face and uh putting the cuffs on him oh shit yep I, I know about this story. He he was definitely black. And you said, you got to make these harder. You should have said musician or something. I mean, I'm obviously, not, if it's not Eminem. But, you know, the, but <laughs> overall, I mean, the, the fact that, or snow, are we still, can we count snow? Um, you know, but the fact <laughs> Vanilla ice. that this man was withdrawing money from his own bank account mm-hmm. and that's you know that it's like so we're not even allowed to have our own money you know mm-hmm. like back in the day it was oh well, you got to keep your money in your mattress because you can't trust the banks and so he put his money in the bank and he's still getting arrested but you know okay so that's that's banking while black now i guess ah, so. well we'll see we'll see what the answer is okay a rapper's friday afternoon detainment outside of a buckhead bank was the product of a witness uh, a witness's limited and conflicting description of a forgery subject uh, suspect hmm. according to the post on his social media accounts black youngster birth hmm. birth name sam benson went to wells fargo on friday afternoon and withdrew two hundred thousand dollars in cash police yo he must be doing pretty well uh, <laughs> and i've never heard of him so good for him god bless yeah mm-hmm. maybe artist maybe he is white i mean if I, we never heard of him he got 200k <laughs> right. where is he getting all this money from police sworn as he walked through the parking lot i came out the bank and i see the police i'm walking to my car i see one of them point to my bag like him they come bum rushing me at the car put me on the ground Benson posted a photo of himself being handcuffed on social media, writing, look how they treat a young, rich expletive. Hmm, wonder what that expletive was. Mm-hmm. Um, also, that is the most amazing selfie skills in the world. Right. He had his... I was going to ask, who took that picture? <laughs> right. Did he, like, throw the camera to somebody, like, hurry up? Uh, right. <laughs> he posted it himself. So, like, all right. Atlanta police admitted Benson and his entourage were detained briefly, but added ah, that it there was... You go mm-hmm yep briefly guys that's who took the picture somebody from the entourage the entourage yeah, there yeah. we go that uh, makes sense now uh that's a magnificent selfie stick yeah maybe it was white youngster that took the picture um ah! so he added they added that it was all a misunderstanding sergeant warrant picard said uh someone from the bank called 911 to report a man attempting to cash a forged check for twenty four thousand dollars the caller description was limited and conflicting but information about a possible suspect vehicle was relayed to the officers the car benson's was stopped it was quickly discovered that the person providing the description to the police had provided the wrong description of the suspect it was determined that the occupants of the vehicle were not involved and they were immediately released picard said the witness later identified another man 39 year old charles darnell edward as the alleged check forger he was arrested and charged with first degree forgery the incident did not directly involve black youngster nor was he accused of committing a crime said picard oh really yeah i like that uh sergeant warren picard had to say black youngster in a serious sentence <laughs> with a straight face yeah uh benson a memphis tennessee native was signed last year to the collective music group label founded by rapper yo Gotti. oh shit uh he, he told wxia tv he withdrew the money in question to buy a new mercedes where i come from we don't believe in taking checks to the car lot we take cash money uh i'm surprised the dealer take cash money don't that number to be like hey dog just give us a traveler's check we ain't trying to get robbed 
uh april is on record as saying black let's check the chat room see what they believe i'm black y'all and i'm black y'all ashy negro why you gotta be ashy man you got two hundred thousand dollars think you can't pour it some lotion. Listen, lotion. I, that would be let me be ashy then if that's what that is. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oscar snub, rapper, oh. bankhead, but I thought we said buckhead, not bankhead. Yeah, got this from white folks in buck. I mean bankhead. Uh, yeah, but bankhead, blackity blackity black y'all. And this is why Pastor Troy scammed a woman to co-sign for his car. Safety first. Oh. Police thought his rapper his rapper name was the description. <laughs> we, got a, we got a black youngster here oh yeah we see him uh right there <laughs> this is guess the race not to stay obvious black forgot to purchase thank the, you <laughs> forgot to re- purchase the rizzas men's wear line black oh darkness will be broke in the year black oh key uh joe spacely real hood rat and atlanta black the correct answer is black <laughs> Now, I would be interested, I would be very interested in seeing the pictures of Black Youngster and the person who was actually caught for the forgery to see if there's any, you know, because was it his name? He had like three names, like Charles Edward Dawson or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see if there's any resemblance between the two because you know there is. You know what? Let me play a track from Black Youngster and oh, I will, I'm going to try to look up during the during a couple seconds of this song i'm gonna try to look up the person that got arrested this is called this is called heavy all right this song is called heavy i just wanted to clarify and this is number one song on spotify shot guys hmm. maybe it's a conspiracy maybe he doesn't exist but if you put a person's name in there a milk shot pops up first and uh i saw a lot of a lot of people with Dar- name darnell that had mug shots yeah a lot of darnells not charles arrested. not that charles darnell though mm. all right bonus round of guests right so far amber is two for two guys i mean april is two for two and i'm oh for i'm oh for one on that last name correction uh april is two <laughs> for two um can she make it into the bonus round let's see double the points and the race double the points race that's right double the points double the race in the bonus round of guess the race so far april is two for two but can you go three for three We'll see. Are you getting nervous, April? Not at all. 
Oh, not at all. Bring it okay. on. Bring it on. All right. Let's see. How about this one? Uh, <laughs> um, a woman killed the victim and left the body on the couch for days. Mm. Mm-hmm. A valid woman says the body of a woman found by police on her couch was a shrine from God. Oh, Uh-oh. okay. Mm-hmm. All right. He works in mysterious ways, Karen. Apparently so. Mm-hmm. In very mysterious ways. Uh, let me see if I can play this news article. Police have identified a woman who was found dead on a couch inside a Phoenix apartment. Police say the victim, 20-year-old Crystal Hillman, was killed on Christmas Eve. Invest- oh, why is this freezing? Play. Investigators say the suspect, 39-year-old Anita Braxton, told them she shot the young woman in the eye for not believing in God. Braxton was arrested in the case. The victim's body had been on the couch for several days. She was not pregnant, as was initially believed. All right. Oh. Mm-hmm. Anita Braxton uh does not play that shit okay so i'm gonna go with black on that one gonna go with black all right let's see what the chat room believes as i pause this video and why can't i get her picture why won't her picture come up is this a video too oh hold on i gotta get her picture up real quick and what's funny in the um in the article it's saying anitra black braxton but in the it, on the news report he said anita but it says anitra multiple times so i'm gonna say her name's anitra braxton all right uh, you know they can't get our names right don't let me <laughs> get started on that <laughs> I mean, it's, it's one letter and they still couldn't you know but you know we just come full circle when we were talking about the oscars you know to vanjane you know wallace mm-hmm. you know and and they made a point to screw up her name like it was some kind of joke as an oscar nominated actress right. don't surprise me at all let's figure out the difference between anita and anitra May, meanwhile benedict cumberbatch rolls off the Listen, tongue never a problem <laughs> never a problem yeah the only redeeming thing and roman flansky and all you know it's right. like you've got nothing but confidence in your name and yet they still have, you know, they are taking their time, you know, because you can Google it. I mean, literally, Jamie Foxx made a song about her name. Like, this is literally how you pronounce her name, and they still can't get it right. So, Anita or Anitra, she's black either way, but, yeah. you know, whatever. You know what? And then um, the only thing that redeemed it was when um, uh, John, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's the dude from Face Off? Travolta. Mm-hmm. When John Travolta, Travolta mm-hmm. when he fucked up Adina Menzel's name. Well, he was like Adele, oh, yes. Adele Dazeem. The greatest, yeah. He, I don't even know. He was so <laughs> I think he, high. Right. That I was, think he was he drunk. Was yeah. Like, that was a completely different person. You know, Razelle Dazeem or yeah. something like that. I was like, wow. Like, her name starts with an M. Where is, <laughs> how did you get Dazeem? That was, every, that was great. That was a fantastic oh. Oscar moment. Everybody was like, you, I don't know if your wig glue is seeping into your brain. I don't know what's happening, but I am concerned about your well-being. You, you know, and he said it with such conviction, too. You know? Well, he was so right. I, it made, that, was, that was a lot. Ooh, I thought he was having a stroke or something. Uh, <laughs> all right, so here's uh, the answers in the chat. Black woman named after her mama's two favorite R&B singers. Oh, now keep in mind it's a Nitra Braxton, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. close enough. Uh she missed out on that Braxton sister's money and is fuming back. 
somebody's southern baptist attending grandma black Dinkin is braxton is black and praise the white jesus (laughs) she she shot her in the eye black okay that was a thing that we do uh the forgotten braxton sister trifling braxton (laughs) that is trifling.com though you don't believe what i believe you must die donald trump's for the white Ooh, going off the table Uh okay she wasn't worried about cleaning up the body because the couch stays covered in plastic black (laughs) 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 neck rolling black woman well that's only if she shot her in the den okay black rob no in the living room that you gotta clean it up Oh, <laughs> <laughs> is that just my grandma or is that everybody's no. grandma? Okay. No, I thought the living room, the living room was the formal room. So that okay. one stays covered in plastic. The den is where you're actually allowed to sit with the little crochet doilies on the arm of the cat. That's, what, okay. that's the way it was in my grandma's house. Okay, okay, yeah. Sometimes they have two separate rooms at all. Yes. You live in high. Look at where I got two, where I got living room and a den. My Look grandma We're talking about 200 dollars. Maybe Rod is black youngster. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Go get this deposit, you know what I'm saying? Get a little draw action, get arrested. Go get your Mercedes. Yeah, you know, we only buy cars in cash around here. Um, That's right. Uh, they, they call her Nene in the neighborhood anyway. Oh. Uh, and, and yeah, okay, alright. So apparently my grandmama called it backwards. It was, I just knew which room to stay out of. Anyway, the correct, <laughs> the correct answer is, uh, she's black. Good job, everybody. If you guys want to see what Anitra looks like, what a woman who would shoot you for not believing in Jesus in the eye uh, would look like. That's it. Oh, my. Oh. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have questioned her religion or her truth either. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She can have all of it. Killing killing, a- killing atheists is starting to be a thing, man. That was another artist. Um, I, well, hold on. Let me see if I can. I might have it. But she left the body on the couch. Like, can we discuss the smell and right, the, the I just, odors? I, you know, and the blood. And was there nobody else in your house? You know, nobody asked you about the dead body and the pool of blood on the floor? Like, how does that? Because the issue in the eye, I mean, you know, the blood goes to your head so that mm-hmm. your brain can work. So that's a lot of blood. I'm just, that's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. Well, I and at I... Christmas, like you saying, Merry Christmas. And please ignore, you know, the the festering body over in the corner. Okay. Just like God intended, man. That's oh, that's in the, it's in the Bible. Eye for eye. Pretty sure it's in there somewhere. Not like so, that, no. Whoever shall not believe in me, fuck that nigga up. I believe is uh, no. Are you sure it's not? I'm I don't positive. Think, no, I don't think that's like Leviticus. I don't know. Well, agree to disagree. Mm-mm. Nope. That's nope. what I'll just agree to disagree. No, sir. Apparently, y'all Pat was in the strongest mind. No. The, um, so uh, let's do our last thing, and then we got to get out of here, guys. Uh, so we watch this uh, football, but it's, uh, we got to talk about these people with these swords, guys. Okay, it's an epidemic, and it's continuing around the world. That's how you get killed by a nigga with a sword, guys. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, what is that? Oh, oh not by- <laughs> <laughs> I was about to play that gospel song. Making sure he was dead. He was <laughs> well, about the shotgun. Uh, uh, you about to start the choir back up. I know. That's the... Anyway, a Littleton man gets life without parole in a Summit County sword attack. Finally. They getting them. Finally, we get justice. Yeah, we tired. Oh. We tired of people. Got his ass. Mm, someone listening to the show. Uh, 21-year-old Littleton man was sentenced Thursday to life in prison without parole for a 2014 sword attack on a teenager in the woods just north of Breckenridge. Tyrus Van Matry, guess the race. Oh white in september on several charges including second degree attempted murder first degree kidnapping and first degree assault along with life sentences with a life sentence he also was handed a penalty of 112 years in prison good might be a hot you never know these sword motherfuckers they might have powers to live forever and shit so lock them up for more than life the citizens of colorado are safer than mr van matre with mr van matre in prison the fifth judicial district attorney bruce brown said in a statement probably listening to the show he is a dangerous criminal who planned to kill a man he called a friend don't they always mm-hmm. if you living with people with swords remember they often turn on the people closest to them that's all i'm saying Prosecutor said in June 2014 that van matre took his 18 year old victim Jaden jealous into the woods and struck him with a sword he was jealous of Jaden. by the way Jadon Della, jealous that's gotta be a brother right j-a-d-o-n mm-hmm. does that sound like what do y'all think mm-hmm. uh he's 18 i don't know black oh uh, nope he's Jayden. white i don't know he's white i just see a picture of him with that scar in his head from the sword oh yeah, yeah he got beat up pretty oh, bad oh yeah fucked up yeah yep mess with the wrong white kid i should have known he was white because the dude did go to jail what was i thinking of course oh. <laughs> got a, a life sentence it would have been a black dude that were like oh it was a misunderstanding uh somehow. right it's just a flash wound <laughs> yeah the victim stood in the way of the sword as he was swinging it uh, 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 is that how it works the victim stood in the way yeah. as opposed to he stabbed him like can we just do active versus passive voice for a minute the big oh he was just swinging the sword he lured him to the woods and he had this sword but he was just swinging it because he was i don't know trying to cut down some brush or something I, and this dude this fool got in the way so really Oh, yeah, that if, really if, he, if he was, if he was, if he was black, if Jaden Jealous was black, that's exactly how the article would be written. I'm telling you, nah. he stood in the way of the sword. It would be actually the title would be "Sword Injured by a Black Man." And <laughs> ah! <laughs> we checked on the sword right. and took the sword to the hospital. It's going to be all right, guys. Right. Don't worry about it. Tyler, Tyler would have been an environmentalist who was trying to save, yeah. you know, some birds from, you know, some, you know, diseased bush. And this black man comes along and stood in the way as Tyler was trying to help, you know, because he's really part of Greenpeace or something. So really, Satan needs to, you know, be put in jail for, you know, impeding the progress. Right. Uh, you know, I, I he was he was charged with trespassing you know what i mean <laughs> like, <laughs> he was charged with assault on the sword right uh although wounded jealous was able to fight back and escape jealous hid in the woods in the darkness evading detection as van matry searched for him in the pre-dawn darkness after van matry attacked him jealous covered in blood with deep cuts on his face and was found stumbling 
uh and on swan mountain road by a passerby a passing deputy according to the summit daily van marjorie's attorney said they taxed them from a bad acid trip and was not planned in malice Mm -hmm. colorado not that hard to figure out not hard to figure out at all Mm -hmm. guys uh april thank you so much for joining us thank you sweetie thank you for having me it's been a lot of fun yeah man you got to come back and do this again Mm -hmm. anytime i'm here and now you know i am very available and accessible to the black guys who tips podcast Uh, make sure y'all follow her on twitter she's at reign of april r-e-i gn of april mm-hmm. also on facebook he's uh you can find her at facebook.com slash rain of april or uh you know april rain of april i believe it's her last name on um, facebook yeah. and rain of com, where you can find all kinds of stuff out about stuff that she's done and uh i gotta like interview you interview you at some point because i have a spinoff show where i interview people i find interesting and we gotta we gotta we gotta chop it up one of these days i would love that just hit me up all right make that happen so follow her on all the appropriate social media and you know if not you'll just see her on tv mm-hmm. you know you mm-hmm. know how it, it is know. it's mm-hmm. not it, it really doesn't happen that often so well, you know nice but yeah you, i'm on twitter all the time that's the best place to find me there you go all right man we'll be back tomorrow and yes we have so much stuff to cover guys it's not even crazy like we we didn't even get to some of the most ridiculous stuff that's going on okay so um you know if you're a big fan of bluebell or chipotle tomorrow you might want to skip the show okay the bad things are happening you love you love bluebell oh so good i know man it really really does make a difference and briar's just uh chipotle I mean, they got E. coli. I, I, why? Like, why would mm. you even? I don't understand if you drive by a Chipotle restaurant, and I'm using that word loosely, um, you know, why you see anybody at the counter. Like, why are you taking your life in their hands? Do you have a death wish? I'm you know, a, like, they haven't I, figured out what the source is, what the cause right, is. But right. every week there's another outbreak. So why are you even taking It's not even that good, and there are other options. Why are you taking that chance with your life? I don't understand. I'm going to be honest, man. I didn't even really want them that bad until I found out I couldn't have them. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. He it's, asks me every day, y'all, every I know. day. And I'm like, no. Yeah. It's like I didn't even know I wanted to. I'd never go to Chipotle because we have Cadoba here. Right. And then suddenly it was like, you know, one day Chipotle may be out of business. I was like, well, I should probably have one of the last healthy burritos that they have before everybody dies in my city. But Mm-mm. Karen won't let me go, guys. Yep. Anyway, more on that sad. That's a good wife. That's a good wife. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to keep him alive. He's like, no. Right. I, I hear you. And you see how petty he's been to you. You talk about you going to put ham and eggs on your car. <laughs> and yet you try to see. I'm about to Please go on. I'm about to go take a, put a, a cryptic message on Instagram right after the show about this. <laughs> With some crappy okay. hand emojis. I'm going to put a picture of Chipotle and be like, you know, why can't I have you or something? I don't know. <laughs> people are people always getting in the way of true love. I think I'm going to say that as a meme. Yes. Uh, anyway, man, we'll be back tomorrow. Enjoy yeah. your NFL games. And yeah, stuff. Have, have a good time. What, what I'm going to do, I'm going to put Roderick's name with just some crappy hand emojis just because I can confuse <laughs> people. They're going to be like, what the fuck you do, Rod? Uh, they're going to think you're applauding me, hopefully. Uh, we'll <laughs> be back tomorrow. Until then, love you. I love you too. Mwah. Mwah.